To another episode of the Pocha Playlist. Andy, how have you been? Uh, it's a pretty good weekend. Um, and what did I do this weekend? I played a lot of golf. Um, I saw, I went to a, a first birthday baby, a baby's first birthday. You know, like how a lot of people do like baby showers, but like I've never been to like a, um, a baby's first ba- birthday because like what do you do in a baby's first birthday, right? The party's more for the parents and the yeah. baby at that point, right? It's like, dude, the baby survived one year. Got to throw a little party <laughs> for it. <laughs> Were there other babies there? Oh, there's a lot of kids there and just in general. Just because, like, oh, the cute. people that have, like, kids, they have their friends are having kids as well. So I guess it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. I was going to ask you, Andy. So one of my friends had a kid, and the kid's, like, 100th day is, like, coming up in the next mm. couple of days. And she was asking, so she's Chinese, I'm Chinese. So she was like, do Chinese people do anything for 100 day? And I know, like, in Korean culture, 100 day is, like, freaking huge and i just like as a kid i don't remember if we really celebrated like my brother's yeah. 900 day i know there's something called like a red egg and ginger festival i don't remember the like significance of it but i was gonna ask you do you have something like that in your family so i actually asked this exact same question to like when we went to the baby <laughs> place and i was like oh uh-huh. um like do do chinese culture like celebrate like you know what is a baby like situation going on and apparently it's um on after the first month they do a big celebration with like red stuff or whatever. It's basically right. to say that your baby survived one month and um, you, <laughs> it, it, you pass the hiccups of like disease and everything. This is back in like the old day traditions. I don't think anyone like a lot of us or like I don't know anyone that's really celebrated that. But apparently yeah. that is a it is a Chinese tradition to celebrate. Okay, you know, okay. like, yeah. And apparently yeah, the, like there's other traditions of like the mom is not supposed to like shower for a month or like they're not supposed to clean. That's like you know it's like the. Yeah, yeah, Taboo, all the sayings you know, and whatever. stuff. <laughs> but, uh, Wait, the mom can't clean for a month? I, I don't know what Something it is. There's like, like in Chinese culture, there's a lot of words that sound very similar to each other. And so it becomes like superstitious things. And I don't know like how to explain it in this context, but like Chinese hmm. people just have a lot of sayings. <laughs> red is, is red supposed to be good luck? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like good luck, wealth, oh, that kind of thing. Interesting. Does the, you know the baby crawling towards one of three items thing i always mm. thought that was 100 day as well that's a 100 day thing but, but you don't have to crawl out... you could just sit and grab it but that's uh, oh, okay, i okay. wasn't I, I thought that was a korean thing is that an I asian think that's a, in general like thing? i know like my parents did it for me as well mm. what did you choose i think i didn't choose anything <laughs> that's probably <laughs> a sign <laughs> yeah well one of my friend my friend whose baby's turning 100 days she was like babies actually can't crawl at 100 days so mm. like got me thinking I was like, uh, they I just got prop you up and you just grab one of them oh, I see. what do you know what you grab probably the dollar bill oh. andy what did you do <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> the dumbbell the that, <laughs> that linda <laughs> put, on the, put on the table for him <laughs> uh, what did, did you uh, wa- watch anything uh no i just i oh, i watched model family since we talked a bit about it last nice. week um it's very interesting it's definitely different than extracurricular uh okay. extracurricular was more of like you know high schooly one yeah. this one's a little bit darker with more like actual gangsters and like it feels like a dark movie Nah, dude extracurricular had the gangsters remember they literally tied him up to a bed and we're just gonna like chop yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. yeah but model family you could see why we said it's like similar stress levels because he just makes bad decisions from the get-go he does mm-hmm. yeah like you start it with the fact that he got frauded or um he got swindled by yeah. a friend i just don't know why 
maybe it's just the dramas we watch. Everyone gets screwed over. I just don't and, give your money to people. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very interesting. He also chose the money out of, like his his kid's surgery money, and he took oh God, it all right. of horrible. it. I was like, who does that? You know. I'm. It's <sighs> one of those things too, where like we already knew that him and the wife were like you know on the brink of a divorce in the first episode, yeah. and then he didn't tell the wife that he took the surgery money, and the wife finds out like at the end of the episode, and I was like. What what is this guy thinking? You know, yeah. you're just making things worse and worse. And uh, I was really confused too because there's also a cop, the female cop in the show, and I thought mm-hmm. she looked exactly like the wife. I thought she was the wife. Me too. So I was the wife was the cop hunting him. No, there yeah. was just like one scene because I think they were both wearing like a collared shirt, and then it was kind of like a washed out scene, so I couldn't see their faces too clearly. So like for a couple seconds, like I legit thought the same thing, Andy. I was like, it wasn't a couple sen- seconds for me. It was like ten <laughs> scenes. I was like, wait. wait <laughs> I thought she was the, yeah I was very very confused but that would make a very very cool storyline though right like like he steals the money the mom the the wife is actually like the the you know and then because also well, I'm not sure if you've seen episode two but the beginning of episode two we see that the wife is actually having an affair on him mm. but that would be like um what's this flower of evil with Ijungi because the wife was the cop looking oh, for yes, him you're yeah right, you're right. so I was very um, uh yeah, yeah. You no know, because so in episode two um he First, he buries the guy, and then his, he leaves the cell phone on underneath, oh, like, God, in the grave. Yeah. And it starts ringing in the middle of the night. Wait, before so- <laughs> we get to that, can I just ask a, a question before that? Mm-hmm. Why did he take the bodies? And bury them? At his own house. So I just, just, just I You could take the money, but leave the bodies there. They're I think he's, there's, in his mind, he's like, scene. I got to... I gotta hide the. I stole these guys' money, and then the van is still there, and somehow the van could maybe like track him or something. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, but he also just left the van out in the open in the woods. Like, it just yeah, and he scrubbed it. I don't know. Like, that was my biggest thing. Is like yeah. just leave the bodies, but you could take the money. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he just thought that like it would escalate because then like what? Why is there no money? Like he just wanted to like, bury the whole situation, but he yeah. couldn't even do that well. Anyway, so he buries the bodies with the cell phone and then you can go ahead. What was your question? Yeah. No, he buries the body with the cell phone and then the, the gangsters call the cell phone kind of trying to figure out where it happens and it starts ringing in the middle of the night. Oh, right. Okay, and then, yeah. dude, I was just like, and he goes and digs up the body again. Then he checks his cell phone and he sees his wife like in a lingerie on this, in the cell phone. Uh, like, cause it's a cell in the photos. So clearly, the person who was buried was having an affair with the wife. So I was like, "Wait, really?" Yeah. So I was like, "We didn't watch episode yeah, two. That was, that was episode two. Like, so she's sleeping with, um, or she's <sighs> having an affair with a, a gangster or something." Yeah. I was like, "Interesting." Jesus. That's very Ozarky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> dude, and then even more shit goes down in episode two, and I was just like, okay, this guy is clearly not the smartest guy, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like what you said, it's like a rabbit hole. You go down, he keeps like piling dirt on himself. It's just, uh, yeah. it's kind of stressful, yeah. So, so do you like it though, and do um, we want to pick it up formally because we can't? Well, so it is only ten episodes, um, and they are very short episodes too. So I will maybe watch it on my free time whenever I can, I can get to it. Okay. Because I do want to know what happens, but like once it starts getting even more and more stressful, I'm probably going to be like, yo, I can't watch this anymore. But you didn't feel that way with extracurricular? No, I didn't. Wow, that's wow. interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one last question. Andy, if you were the guy, would you have taken the money? Or how would you have gone about that situation? Well, okay, if I was... 
you have to take the money. Like, let's just say you have to take the you money because to, you're yeah. screwed. Like, you know, you're, yeah. you're in debt. You, you need yeah. money. And you see money. That, you know, just some some guy just pops up with money in front of you. Yeah, I'll take the money. Well, that money is to save his kid. So what can't yeah. you do to save your kid, right? Okay. So, you so both of you guys to, like, will yeah. take the money. Okay. So, like, if in this situation, now you have this money, I mean, I think it's kind of smart to, like, move the van out of the way and just, like, dump the van. Because then if you leave the man- van in the middle of nowhere, someone could maybe potentially, like, point you out as, like, you were there at the scene of the crime and then, like, where's the money kind of a thing. Mm. But so. it's a highway. How many people can you say were just driving on that highway? But at that- someone did. Someone did. But we didn't know who it was, too, right? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, okay. So you guys would have taken the money. Andy, you would have staged somewhat of a scene to kind of get away with it. Yeah. Because okay, okay. I think the thing he was scared about was like, oh, maybe if the van is still there, then the cops will start getting involved. And then once mm-hmm. you get cops being involved, then they can maybe they have like fingerprint scanners and stuff like yeah, that. Then you're kind of screwed. But like if you dump the van and if it's actually gangsters, they don't have that technology, I guess, to like finger scan you. So it's better to be, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's better to be chased by cops or chased by gangsters at this point. I just feel like. Yes, I would probably take the money, but when you when you want to manipulate the crime scene, you either have to go all in, like hide the bodies, clean the car, yeah. hide the car. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting into some really bad trouble if you get yeah. involved. Versus like if you just get caught taking the money, <laughs> I feel like your 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 sentence wouldn't even be that bad. It's like yeah. who wouldn't do that? Yeah. Well, and, in Korea, just say I was drunk and you don't get any yeah. sentence. But right? it's it, Wait, when actually, I looked into the car. Yeah, if you watch law school, apparently you get away with a lot of stuff if you just say you're drunk. drunk. That's how bad drinking culture is in Korea. Interesting. But when the guy looks into the car, it's clearly like a drug deal gone bad. They're Mm -hmm, already criminals. Like, the cops are already going to have to get involved no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want any of my DNA in the car. Like, you have to drive the car and your hair and fingerprints. It just gets so messy. It's so messy. Like, just reach in, grab the bag, and then just Just be on your way. And if you get caught, you get caught. But that's the risk. But What if you grab the bag, take half of the money, your DNA is already there, but you call the cops when you hide the money in your car. Like, put it under some seats no, or something, I don't think, you know? I don't think you'll get away with that. They'd be like, where's... And then, like, the gangsters show up, and, like, they somehow they want their money. They're like, wait, well, there's only half the money that's supposed to be here. Where's the other half? Then they're going to... Well, that's, you're gonna that's be like a the, good point, Jenny, because yeah, no if, if the cops knows. have the money, the gangsters can never get it to count True. how much is there. Because yeah, then it's evidence. Unless it's corrupted oh. cops, and then the corrupted cop would be like, wait, why is only half the money? And then tell the gangsters, and then you're screwed. But then they can fight, and then you're like, I, I don't know, I just saw it. I just right, anyway. <laughs> 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 All right, we're getting too wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like. I think Jenny. I like your idea the best. All right, sounds okay, good. <laughs> so uh, you'll keep watching Model Family on your own, Andy. And mm-hmm. I, 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 w- I was waiting to hear your your um, thoughts on it, but it seems sounds like you're semi interested. So I'll keep watching yeah. as well. I think it's actually pre- done pretty well too. Like it's not like a very um, every, the production value is pretty good for the show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just I feel like nowadays with Netflix, that the mentality is. You film it like a movie, and then mm-hmm. you just cut it like yeah. however many ways you need to to make episodes. Because mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like if you just stitched all of them together, it'd feel like watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like Alchemy, if you stitched it all, I wouldn't think like I'm watching a movie. It feels That's like a K-drama. That's still a drama, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. speaking of Alchemy, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. Cheers! So Alchemy, we're talking episodes 17 and 18. So we waited a whole additional week for this, but I think it was worth it. 
Um, but first thing, I feel like we need to give Jin Mu kind of a round of applause because <laughs> what? he oh, had it going all good about? in the first half. Yeah. His plan was actually plan. it was working out. So no Chingu girl in the Jin family. He the Jin mom was literally like, I don't, I don't know Jin Mu. I don't feel good about this. Jin Mu was like, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She's your daughter. Just accept it. Let's move on. So that was all going well. They hold the unanimous assembly thing in Songrim. Catches Songrim totally off guard because they're like, oh, Songrim had the ice stone the whole time. All the other mage families are there and they're like pissed off at Songrim now. So Jinmu's like putting in good work. But I feel like that's kind of where everything goes wrong because Jinmu can never have his plan perfectly laid out. Um, essentially, there's a hostile environment now where like, Songrim is like, hey, we have this ice stone. We need to destroy it because I don't know where you guys got it from. All the other mages were like, well, Songrim, you told us it was destroyed this whole time. But since it's not, let's not destroy it. Let's see how powerful it actually is. It's like almost a full on fight. And I was actually very excited for there to be some like mage on mage battling going on. Well, I think on. there will be. I think, yeah, probably in episode 19 or 20, right? Everyone went to go get their backup. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Their that's squad. true. I'm ready. But- I know, but at least we didn't get that this episode, which is kind of a bummer for me. But hopefully it comes back soon. Um, but uh, Ook basically steps in and is like, hey guys, let's not fight. Um, the The founder of Songrim actually has told us exactly what to do with the Ice Stone through his book, The Words of the Heart. And everyone thinks Ook is like totally bluffing right now because they're like, we've read that. There's no mention of the Ice Stone at all. And Ook is like, no, 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 like go get the book and I will literally show you. So that's happening on one end. Ook and Crown Prince have to like kind of strike a secret deal about it so that this all goes over smoothly. So everyone's kind of in different locations. So Ook, Crown Prince, um, Yule, and, and a couple other mages are like inside what I understand to be is the... um. I don't know, like the song room inside, and then yeah. everyone else is kind of on the song room outside, including Mudok. And so while Uk and the Round Prince is away, Mudok figures out a way to basically get her powers back. So everyone and the king is like saying, like, oh, well, we need to see the power of this ice stone. And they're like, well, why don't we test it on somebody? Why don't we take someone out and then bring them back to life? And that you be- say take someone out, he meant kill him. Yes, yeah. sorry, not like knock him out, like literally. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, stop their heart. And they're like, well, Mudok is, like, the weakest one here. Little do they know. And they're like, let's just kill her and make this a whole thing. And so, essentially... It wasn't about weak. I mean, she was the only maid in the, yeah, in the that's room. Yeah, that's It's like, you can't kill a mage, I guess. You gotta kill the one maid in the room. So, Mudok is like, well, this is a great freaking, you know, experience. Because now I can go die and then basically absorb the power of the ice stone mm-hmm. and like open up my energy again so she's like super psyched about it it basically goes down lady Jin, which i think is so ridiculous she was like i'll make this death painless for you and then literally chokes her with energy and i was like mm, i don't know about that lady she Jin. might as well just gone and done it with her hands like she had to go sledgehammer so like i don't it was so ridiculous but then basically lady Jin is choking mudok out and there's like an interesting scene where it's like Mudok kind of becomes Buyan again, where it's like all these flashbacks of her and Lady Jin, like, you know, being happy together. And she basically, right before she, I don't know if she dies or passes out, but right before she, like, is out, she basically says Umunin, which is like mom, to Lady Jin. And Lady Jin freaks out. She immediately stops choking her. But, like, it doesn't even matter because at this point, the Ice Stone is, like, now coming towards Buyan. And then. In this crazy, crazy scene, I guess no Chingu girl is on the sidelines like, oh shit, 
she's not actually like what was her like thinking she's like oh if she's not actually gonna die then like i gotta make sure that she dies or Stays else dead my, basically yeah, yeah. like well, my no cover Chingu is gonna girl's get main objective is to kill muda right she knows that that's who she's impersonating right mm-hmm. right right so yeah no chingu figured out that mudok and buyan are same person so she goes and try to like slice the ice stone really it doesn't dumb. really work i don't know what her thinking was but essentially they all get trapped in this like whirlwind situation so mudok oh i guess i should naksu and buyan finally have like a little face-to-face conversation and Buyan is like, hey, you know, this basically like with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> like things are going to have to balance out. You're going to have to figure this out. You know, if you, you win some, you lose some. Like if you take the power, you got to give some stuff up. Like it gives her a little talking to you. And at the very end, Naksha still has not figured out that this is Buyan. And at this point, I'm like, is she playing dumb or does she just has she not really connected these dots? Mm-hmm. I just it's so ridiculous. We know, we know she's. Like we also know that she's a pretty smart person too, uh, right. Naksu. And how does she not figure out like, wait, uh, I'm blind. Wait, I might have this mole on this thing. Wait, why am I like hurt? My eyes hurt every single time I go to the gym yeah. family. Um, clearly something's uh, something's up there. Yeah, and she's not just connecting the dots, which is interesting. It's just kind of frustrating. But I think the funniest line out of this moment was basically Buyan, or I guess Nax was like, oh, are you like a Jin family relic? And Buyan's like, how dare the yeah. soul that is living off my body call me a relic? And then yeah. that was it. And so essentially we have the whole crew trapped inside of the ice stone. I guess the ice stone changed forms and this just kind of like this like hurricane pod. And so inside hurricane we pod. got the crown prince, we got Ook, we got Yule, we got um, Naksu, and we, or sorry, not Naksu, Mudok, and we got uh, No Chingu Girl and a bunch of random mages, which is a great little setup. I'm like, Ice Stone, honestly, like, went into Mudok and was like, dude, you need to figure out your love line, so why don't we trap all of your lovers into this little thing? <laughs> figure out your love line. <laughs> yeah, fi- <laughs> like, figure it out, you know? We'll sprinkle in some mages, we'll sprinkle in a soul shifter. No one, and no then, one can touch you, except yeah. <laughs> this one, like, you know, we got a little baddie situation in there, but don't worry exactly. about that. Yeah, just figure out who you like, <laughs> and, yeah. like and then you can get out. So yeah. one of the other great things is Mudok actually gets her powers back from this whole Ice Stone situation. So she is once again like at her, I guess, full potential, potentially love even it. better. Um, I love how she's like boiling her water on her own. She's just like flaunting her skill. Um, I guess a quick question here: What are you guys think? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Murak at this point? So I think a lot of things that we always talk about is like character development. And do you guys think at this point in the show where Murak's like trying to come to terms with like how to act with her powers and like you know like and her you know servant occupation like do you think she's developed into someone different than the beginning of the show yeah i think so i think she's definitely different like we can see that like she still has that like serving personality like she's like, oh i got mm-hmm. this power these guys tell me what to do ah screw it i'm still i'll still like help these guys out uh so i think she's becoming a little bit more um i think like in the starting episode one she's like full of hatred and like uh, yeah. and she didn't really have any friends and then now she's surrounded by like these people that she feels very loved and then I think that really changes her as a person and that also affects her actions where she becomes a little bit more um, uh, I wouldn't say hu- like humble and a little bit more uh, um, um, she, she wants to help others basically definitely yeah that's a good point because I mean she's basically told you know you basically have to give and take and mm-hmm. She knows that if she has, if she does what she has to do, then everyone in that place is gonna die. And obviously, 
you know, if you were to assume pre, pre, you know, present day, like Noxu, she would have done it in a heartbeat. Right. But she's struggling with that choice now. And I just feel like she's seen enough to know that everything that, like, she's been told growing up and why she needs to hate Songrim and all that, it's clearly more or less not true, maybe. Yeah. To a certain extent. And she knows that. And so. I just try to put myself in her shoes, and if if she got all her powers back, I could see why it's a big struggle for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess another thing too is like she always needed, she always had a final objective in her power, like why she was building up so much power. But now that you know, like Songrim actually wasn't bad; it was actually just Jinmu. Like, what is really her objective? You know, like it's like what is her next step in life? Like from from here, like she has all this power now, and it's like, and then what? Um, so well, I think it's a good opportunity. Yeah. That's one thing that I like about this show is you have her, Naksu Budok that has her powers back, but mm-hmm. still you have the three guys, your Crown Prince and <laughs> um, and Ook, and Ook still wanting the best for her, and yeah. they really all kind of like have their one-on-one moments. Crown Prince has his moment with her, Yuur mm-hmm. obviously has his moment, and then Ook at the end, which we'll get into. <laughs> But they all really show that they're there for her. And I really like that for her. That's true. Do you think these moments... Because, I mean, this is, like, right before the finale. Do you think her moment with Crown Prince and Yule kind of closed the book on them? Or do you think it's still kind of... Just, like, it was just another nice scene. I think Crown Prince for sure. Because he didn't take the Yakwa. And I think <laughs> for Crown Prince, he has this moment with... Um, Medical medical doctors. Uh, uh, with fairy. Fairy. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, immediately that's that line. Uh, same Yul, as Yule too, though. Like, who's yeah. the one that came to, came to the day to save Yule? I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be Mudok, but it turns out to be the fairy princess girl yeah. who throws yeah, a fire on him. It's like she's the one that saved him. Oh, but that's true. there was that one scene. It was like half a second where you were actually like grabs her hand, and then Mudok's like you you left him before you can do it again yeah, so yeah. i mean i feel like it's they don't want to be together but i do still think season two you or will be a big factor so mm-hmm, i don't want to mm-hmm. close like their relationship completely yeah that's true i guess we can say for sure crown prince and mudok at this point seems like crown prince is like you know we if you don't want anything more than i don't want anything more he's like very prideful so it's like that's kind of done but i do agree because like you'll finally said something to mudak that i don't think he ever admitted but he said something about like i enjoyed all of our times at like um the training grounds where like they first met mm-hmm. and then were also uk and um, naksu or uk and mudak trained at but i feel like that's a um, Yule is kind of saying like hey I know you're Naksu I enjoyed our times there like I mean it's all gonna know. come out I mean she literally <laughs> fought the guy so we're, we're <laughs> yeah, there that's I'm true, ready that's true yeah but well, so she I didn't guess... fight the guy in front of everyone she only fought in front of Uk so yeah but I just feel like now is the time to re- yes everyone needs to talk about what they know you know yeah that's true well I think the people okay other than those random mages who we'll get to in a second I feel like everyone in that ice stone chamber is like more or less trustworthy because like I thought no chingu girl was gonna be a bad character but she like totally blows her cover while she's trying to like save you so I don't even know where yeah. she's gonna no, go from we, there we can give her like uh, uh, props for like trying to save you but I hate her <laughs> so she's I still She's a very interesting character because, like, we obviously we all hate her because she's causing all this drama and she's technically on the bad guys team. But Mm -hmm. all she's thinking about is trying to survive. And she's like, okay, if I'm going to, like, who's the the threat to my life? This person's threat to my life. Okay, I guess she kind of has to die because, like, how else am I going to live? 
Um, she like so. I think we do give her a lot of shit, but like, in if we were in her her situation, we would probably do the same. We'd be like, okay, we'll yeah. probably die. Um, she kind of has to die in order for me to live. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't blame No Chingu, and like the fact that she really does like Yule, and she's like. You know, willing at least to try to stop the soul shifter guy from killing him, I guess is like good on her. But yeah, she's not a very likable character, but no, she's, she's understandable. Not, yeah. She doesn't know that the parasite that's inside her will kill her if she disobeys, right? No, she, does. she does. Oh, she, she does. does. Yeah, Jin was held why... straight up. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's why she like can't tell anyone. Otherwise, like the best move for her would be like to tell everyone else, like, "Hey, I'm being controlled," kind of a thing. But the thing is, no one knows. She doesn't know that everyone knows that she's a fake. That's yeah. also yeah. a thing too. Yeah. I just feel like pretending that you're blind for that long in front of that many people is like really difficult yeah, to pull off. For you know? sure. Well, I think what we were talking about earlier that everyone's gonna come clean inside the eye stone, and this is gonna be a good little group coming back to the outside. I think that's gonna happen because, like, yeah. you know, to. Mudok has her secrets. No Chingu. I mean, everyone kind of knows that she's a fake, anyways. And or then, like, sweet. yeah, and I think like you know, everyone there will probably work together and come to a conclusion, hopefully. Um, so, but I guess yeah. Go ahead. Since we're talking about the No Chingu girl too, and then I guess the other one would be like the mom too, right? Mm, so yeah, does Lady the mom? Jin. Yeah, does the mom know? Because I, uh, I, I think that was the best. Uh, my favorite scene out of these two episodes mm-hmm. was when she was choking out Mudok, and then she's like, <laughs> "Mom," and then she, like straight away she like she knows. She stopped, but she, yeah. at the same time, I think she's like. So I think she's known from like pretty like you know the ears situ- situation. She's like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. A mom never forgets her kids' ears. Yeah, and then that's when she starts to realize, oh, this person's not really, you know, Buyan. And then so I think she's like turning maybe to a good side. No, I I think Jin mom is really good at Nunchi. Um, I was getting really sus vibes when she took Jinmu into the you know the cave oh, in, yeah, in Jinyuan yeah. and he basically kind of says like oh just stop resisting stop yeah, trying to yeah, figure yeah. things out just accept it that's your daughter and that to me should really quickly imply like yeah. that's a red flag yeah right? yeah for and sure. then right before um when no Chingu girl tries to grab the mom's hand she kind of pulls Ooh, away that's too. right yeah, 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 that's yeah. right so i i i think she yeah maybe she doesn't outright know but she more or less i think she does know at this point because what after she stopped choking um mudak the ice stone floated towards her and i think if you're a Jin family person like and i don't think anyone saw what happened to that yeah everyone's like confused what's going on it's like what's going on it's like uh the tornado except for like the queen the queen they were like um jinmu and the queen were like hey are you controlling you know are you controlling this oh, ice stone yeah, yeah. and then the queen was like no i'm not <laughs> well so i think was... that the jin mom maybe saw and is like protecting um Buyan. because uh, yeah. basically jinmu goes up to lady jin is like hey did you know what happened she's like i have no idea but she was literally front and center to the whole thing so and i she feel was, like but- at yeah. the same time, she was a little bit shocked about what she just realized. She's like, oh, is this potentially yeah, my true. actual daughter? And so she was probably... In sh- and I just killed my daughter, too. And she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so she true. must have been That's going through true. a lot of emotions at that situation. Well, I just don't know why No Chingu girl thought in front of everyone watching, she could just run up to the ice stone and like try to just whack it. hit it, it like a pinata. Oh, so weird. <laughs> like a pinata. 
Yeah. I don't know. But man. also, isn't she she's supposed to be blind too? So how can she know where to hit it? <laughs> I don't know. There's man. a lot of questions there. Yeah. Well, I guess well, she can well, see let's just energy. give that whole scene a, a pass. So, we won't right. dig yeah. too deep into that. But it was that. really funny because when now she is inside the tornado and like literally everyone in the tornado knows she's a fake. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what so, I'm saying. It's like yeah. she literally has no benefit. She, everyone's just watching her act blind. Like, god damn it. <laughs> My favorite scene though. <laughs> My favorite scene was when Jinmu and Uncle are standing outside trying to figure out what's happening. And Uncle turns to Jinmu and just gives him the nastiest <laughs> stink eye. And even Jinmu knows, like, shit, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty screwed right now. This is not good. Because now the whole plan backfired. All yeah. the different uh, families are now ganging up on the, the Jin mom. Yeah. They're like, it's like, oh, you did all of this. Yeah, so literally, yeah. like, complete 180. Yeah, and mm-hmm. now they're assembling their little armies to kind of take power from the ice stone. So it's just like worse and worse for Jinmu at this point. <sighs> Meanwhile, the king's still talking about the the, the king, the king star, the king star. God, dude, the dumbest person here. <laughs> yeah, he's just so like pigeonholed. I just don't understand. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. We're but I think around. I mean I feel, oh, I feel like oh, he yeah. is probably on the right track because he keeps talking about the king star, right? Mm-hmm. And we we know who the king star is. It is, right. is uh, Jungkook. Yeah. So. Uh, that's probably like a foreshadow that Jungkook's probably going to do something, and he's looking forward to that. Mm. I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we were jumping around, but because we were talking about the the royal family, one thing that we find out, which was news to me, you guys might have already known, but Crown Prince says that the, his mom is not his birth mom, so yeah. he also has like a weird. Apparently, no one's parents is who uh, they say they uh, are. For sure, whether for it's sure. Spring Crown Prince. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know what that means. And we but, do know that the the queen is actually from the Seoul family too, because of the lanterns, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. so that means the queen is on the same family as um, Yul, right? Yul. Yep, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, I think in that scene that you mentioned, it is good. So inside, going back inside to the Ice Stone, so Uk and Crown Prince kind of have like a good understanding now. I feel like they are solidly friends, they're boys. and they're the like bros. sharing information. And I think. I want to say that there's no concern in my head that Crown Prince is going to be against Ook. Like, even if Jimmu's like, hey, dude, fight him. Like, Crown Prince is firmly on <laughs> Dude, Ook's. fight him. <laughs> you know, like, they are firmly on each other's side. But are you guys hesitant at all that maybe Crown Prince is It depends is gonna... on the situation and what he's fighting him mm. for. If it's, oh, you have to fight Ook to save your mom. Like, I don't know. Uh, I see, it's I see, one I of those see. Weird situations. All right. Well, I'm hoping they have like a strong partnership going forward. Um, but I guess let's get into like the final couple scenes inside of the Ice Stone. So essentially, there's a soul shifter that's on the loose, taking people out. I think he took out two mages. He messed up Yule. And another caveat is all the normal people who aren't soul shifters can't use their powers in the Ice Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally everyone's like useless except for... <laughs> I laughed way too hard when the guy fell. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed way too hard because Crown Prince's facial like facial expressions. What? He's like, what the hell? That was so... Ju- he's literally trying to show off to the Crown Prince and then like gets himself messed up. He loses like a year of his life. Crown Prince... Yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed, he has the best reactions. Like, mm. every <laughs> face he makes needs to be a meme, a meme or a gif. It's so yeah. funny. He just has such a judgmental look. It's so great. Don't move, doggy. You'll make this face. Oh, so funny. Um, but anyhow, so essentially, everyone cannot use their powers except for Mudok and the Soul Shifter. So, Uk decides, I don't know if he, like, kind of 
you know, made this happen on his own. But I basically, he, he tells everyone, I'm going to go take care of the soul shifter and I'm going to go try to lock him in this room. And so obviously the message gets back to Mudok, who's like, ah, shit, do I got to go save this guy now? And eventually she goes and then she takes out the soul shifter. But it turns out that Uk was like not really there Mm-hmm. To begin with, he was well, kind he of like he, he accomplished his mission. Yeah, he, I guess he took the soul shifter and locked him in the secret room. Um, Which Mudok, Crown Prince counted him out. Yeah, Crown Prince is like, no way he can do that. But he did. But he did. And then Murak goes, I mean, she assumes basically hearing from the Crown Prince that Uk is probably like dead because he managed to get this done. But she goes in, takes out the soul shifter with real Tansu. I was so glad she pulled that out because she like gangster. That was epic. And then soul shifter's dead. I don't know. And then literally turns around Uka's there and he's like watching her just be like well you did it you know you went over like the most epic part of that it's when it? she's like Changuk, my pupil oh, i'll save yeah. you and she like pulls out the sword she's crying yeah the like tear, <laughs> single tear down her you gotta play that part up you know? know well just watch the episode guys if you want to see it but yeah that part was great um and then yeah basically she pulls a sword out at Uk because they made like kind of an agreement that like if she gets her power back, she either takes Uk out, and then he also said, or I'm gonna give you another. Was it another promise or, or another? Or we'll make a new promise. Or make I a think. new promise, and the new promise turns out to be love. <laughs> mm. I don't know. They what? had a really great what? That that's what you think the new promise is? Is that not? I, I, mean, they I just kiss. think they kiss. I'm sure there's an actual promise. Oh, you think so? I thought it was going to be like, I'm going to love you for the rest of my life, oh, you know? Like, I, that went over my head. That's oh, what maybe I thought, I'm too. Just, <laughs> I would really? have Jenny. Okay, yeah, okay. I, Jenny. Yeah, I like thought it was, it was, yeah, it was a good pickup line, you know? Like, you either kill <laughs> me or I'm going to give you another promise. And, and then the she still promise promised us? you and then she oh. went in for the kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not very romantic, I guess. I did not think about that. I don't know. Maybe mean, I'm misreading. This. Well, meanwhile, the soul shifter's just there. He's not dead dead because else he would become petrified, right? So he's just knocked out. Oh my god, you're Dude, right. Dude, I was literally like grabbing Jenny. I was like, because Budok has her back turned mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were talking for a while. I was so but, sure that he would get up and stab Mudok from the yeah, back. Yeah, but the thing is, we know that the soul shifter can't even steal the soul from Mudok because Mudok's technically a stronger soul or something. So she, because remember oh, the other soul yeah. shifter tried to, you know, try to steal her soul. So like, she's kind of immune from him. Like she, she can't. No, I thought he was gonna get his sword and just stab it through her that, back because yeah, yeah. she had her back turned, but that didn't happen. But we gotta talk about that kiss. First of all, Luke is really tall, and second, mm-hmm. I just love that. Because in the prior episodes, we were talking about how they were, like, like opposites of each other. Mm-mm. And, like, even Yang. their swords, like, when they hug, they show, like, the black and white yeah, sword. And yeah, literally yeah. from his back, it looks like the yin and yang yeah, symbol. Yeah. Oh, mm. so good. So they're just so good together. Yeah. Well, I think it just goes back to the lore. Like, we knew they were going to be together from the beginning. Because it, it's kind of like they're supposed to be the parallel between founder of Solrim and the first Jin. And, like, in this episode, I think there was some discussion about like what um the founder of Songrim wanted to do with the ice stone and like Uk was like I didn't make up all this stuff about worlds of the heart like he basically says like you can use it if this is the same so save somebody you love which I think then plays back into the scene which is why right. Uk is like I'm going to use the ice stone mm-hmm. to save person I love which is Mudok so it's like I think their relationship is setting sail. Like, I think that's a valid, ex- not an excuse, but... It's a valid reason. If, yeah. if, if yeah. everything happens and Uncle's pissed, he's like, this is Naksu and we gotta kill her. I, I genuinely think that would be like a yeah. good explanation. Like, mm-hmm. this is the founder of Sorum, Uncle. He said I could like, do please, it. Yeah, right? exactly. So I like I'm, I'm happy for them. 
It was such a good kiss. Let's talk about Master Lee because he's plotting mm. some stuff. Not yeah. plot plotting, but he he knew wild shit was gonna happen uh, he wasn't at the even there. at the unanimous <laughs> so decision. He didn't there. go there. He's the only pupil of um, the founder of Song Rim. Yeah. He gives uh, Handmaiden Kim mm-hmm. uh, a letter and says a when, blank note, a blank letter or like a, a blank letter. letter. When Changgang comes, give it to him. Yeah. So he's so we're we're basically expecting Changgang to show up at at his house. And they directly answered my question last week. Yeah. There is no portrait of Changgang in yeah, the yeah, Chang yeah. family. Mm-hmm. And I just loved how he goes to um, Jinbu's place and yeah. he's like, who is the assistant Danju's right-hand man? <laughs> he's like, you're <laughs> my, yeah, you're, yeah. you're my right-hand man now. Yeah. And Changgang is out and about and he's, he's going to make there. a big entrance, right? Yeah, well, for sure. Well, I think it's funny that we find out that back in the day, Jungkook was literally like, I'm going to destroy the ice stone and Jimu, I'm going to have to block your um, center of energy. And honestly, if he had did that, this entire well, drama he did it to his been... own kid. I don't know why he let Jimu. Yeah, not... right? Yeah. Jimu was also sorry and he was like, all right, good. But like, pretty funny that Jungkook is actually the true villain of all this. Because he allowed Jinmu to become who he is. I guess in a way it is. Yeah. He he should be somewhat responsible, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, I I'm just glad because when he entered that room with the green fire, I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit! Like, is he actually a villain? Like, he knew all this was happening. But yeah, yeah. I I still don't think we can call him a villain. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, I don't think he's a villain either. Yeah, I think he's probably here for the the good the right good reason. team. Okay. I hope so. I just want to see Jang Gang like fight it out with someone, you know? Because everyone talks about how great and strong he is. Like but he's a. I mean, he drinks. He's older now. Yeah, he has if he hasn't been using it. Maybe he really doesn't have <gasps> what he so used sad. to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't true. even have a sword either, right? So yeah, well, his sword. Yeah, it's, it's sword. sword. I, I want to see Uncle and Chang Gang re- reunion. That'll be good. Ooh, but even yes. that, it's like. Are they gonna be angry? Is Uncle gonna be angry? Is he gonna be happy? Like I don't know. I don't know. I guess since we're talking about it, what kind of things are you guys wanting to see in the finale? Since that is next week, so it will be mm-hmm. the last two I episodes did, of Alchemy. I saw the preview, and then uh, they talked about like the obviously Mudok, and then her her like um, Buyon, and mm-hmm. they talked about Buyon's power, how strong Buyon is because she's from the Jin family. But yeah. then in the preview, it also says like, oh, I get my power from the Jin family, but you forget that who my father is. But we don't. Do we know who the father is? Mm, that's true. That's true. I guess yeah. we haven't gotten that yet either. So that would be good to know for sure. Yeah. So I saw that as a preview. So, so who is her father? So it's got to be someone from a really strong family too. So that's. Yeah. Uh, hmm. There's. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of fathers, um, the one thing that I really want to see, which I know we're probably not going to get in the next two episodes, I want. I really want to know who yours dad is. <laughs> mm, me too. Get that final, like, you know, scene with Yul's dad walking out. Well, you know, there's a fight coming. Well, I hope there's a fight coming. There has to be one. Everyone's assembling. And I, I feel like at this point, maybe the Soa family will also make some moves. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could show up. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, I don't I don't know how I think Changuk and um, the whole Mudok stuff's going to end. It's just weird because I, I, I know season two is going to happen, but. I'm trying to not even think about it and just mm-hmm, focus mm-hmm. on season one. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's tough because we know season two is happening. So it's like it almost gives everyone an out to like not tie up things in a well, way. That's the thing. I really think that there's too much to tie up in the next two episodes to yeah, even do absolutely. it. And so mm-hmm. we, I feel like there's no choice but to be left with some cliffhangers. 
right? That's true. That's true. So we won't get a resolution potentially on everything, but at least we'll get some good fight scenes. We'll get some more clarity on like who's whose parents and whatnot, and maybe make a great uh, season two. Yeah, who's whose parents is like <laughs> <laughs> that should be our final prediction going in. Like who is whose real parent and. Um, I guess last thing I'm interested in is Changgang's reunion with everyone, including yeah. um, Hemmate and Kim. Is there mm-hmm. any chance, and maybe I'm making this weird, that Jin Buyeon's dad is also Changgang? So that's why Naksu has to go into a different body to not make it weird. It's fine because, <laughs> I mean, Changgang doesn't even consider himself Uk's real dad, I guess. So. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, weird yeah, territory. Weird. All right. Well, I think I'm excited for the finale. I just, I want to see this, but I'm sad that it's ending because I truly enjoyed, honestly, every single episode of Alchemy. It's just been a really fun journey um, for the past, what, like two months now? Dude, I, the, I love our beloved Summer. And if anyone, if any drama was going to beat it, I really think it would be this one because mm. I've really, really enjoyed yeah. Alchemy of Souls. Like, and it's we 20 episodes. It's a 20-epper yeah. as well. 20-epper. Right, and for sure. I could do 50 eps of this of this one. <laughs> yeah. Five seasons. I, I don't care. <laughs> just give it to me. It's just such good content. I just feel like they've built up like a like a lore, like a Game of Thrones type yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Just keep it going, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, We can't end this episode without you giving your prediction, which you've been telling me all week. What and I what? want you to say it on the podcast. I forgot. What is it, our it prediction? It has to do with Changuk. And the, what's going to happen oh, to him? I have a feeling that the way that season one is going to end, it's Jangook is not. It's not like he's going to die, but there's a lot of soul and body separation situations going on in this drama. So I almost feel like Jangook is going to be kind of out of commission for season two, and mm. that's why it's going to focus on Naksu and Yul potentially because they're kind of his buddies. They want to like make sure that he comes back. And maybe that's where some of that relationship with Yule, that's why they kept the book open, just to kind of keep that tension going. So maybe in season two, it's more like Uk's soul is like talking to them or something, but like actual Uk might be out of commission and that might be the end of season one. That is my potential prediction. I, I can see that. I, I feel like he ha- maybe has that like the fallen hero trait where he sacrifices himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then the next season, they go on a quest to like kind save of him. like save his soul or like something. Yeah, so he's not right. dead. Yeah. But he's just out of commission. He's yeah. just in limbo. But dude, if they do that and then they announce a season three and then we get a Muduk Uk uh, reunion, reunion oh, <laughs> that, man. that would be wild. I feel like that would be fun because I would give the writers and directors like a chance to explore the world outside of Songrim because they've hinted at like the fortresses, like all these other like cities yeah. and stuff. So it would be really cool if they did it. But we will see. I don't want to get people's hopes up just to you know not have <laughs> it happen, but it would be cool yeah. if they did that. Okay. Uh I don't know. I, I, I'm just excited for the finale. So next week, we'll do the last two episodes, episodes 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing to rank, but we will continue watching A Model Family, and hopefully we can rank it. Well, as soon as we finish it, we'll put it on the list. Now, when it comes to dramas that we'll pick up after next week, we do have A Little Woman or just Little Woman? Little Woman. Do you want to plug that one a little bit? We are going to pick that up, right? Um. Yeah, so I think we're going to 
potentially pick that up after Alchemy of Souls. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the book Little Woman, but it was like an American book. This is like a Korean adaptation. It's set in modern times, so you're not going to be seeing like people in bonnets and stuff. But it has um, Kim Go-on, who we love. Um, and then it's like her and two of her sisters. I think the other two actresses are Nam Ji-hyun and then Park Ji-hoo. Um, that's the... So they're oldest, middle, youngest. And they all basically are kind of from a poor background and like they get involved in a case that leads them to fight against the richest and most influential family in South Korea. So it seems pretty fun. It seems like there's a lot of like, you know, like I guess like in-family drama going on. And obviously we love the actress Kim Won, or I do at least. So really excited to see her in a role like this. Is that what the actual book was about? Um, this was like Little Woman. The book was set like in the prairies, and they discover like gold bars, and it's oh, wow. like I think it's like influenced by the book, but obviously not like a direct mm. translation. Okay, so I guess that'll be the next thing we officially. Yeah, pick and I up. believe it's on Netflix, um, and it comes out September third, so it'll be the right next thing we watch. Sixteen Upper. Um, I think it is not super sure, but I'll double check. Cool. All right. Socials? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok at Pocha Playlist. Check out our Ko-Fi and Patreon if you want to support us. And please leave us a rating and um, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Andy, sign us out. This is the Pocha Playlist and we're out. Bye.